Purchase the Keep the Faith ebook and paperback on Amazon now at bit.ly slash keepthefaithbook. Keep the Faith by Ana Tejano Chapter 12 Lunch is here! Cheers greeted April's declaration that Saturday noon when the two of us arrived at one of our communities in Cavite. I laughed and shielded my eyes from the harsh noontime sun as I made my way toward the group of volunteers huddling over one of the huts. Just in time, Alvin said, meeting us halfway to get our packages. He set the food up on the tables, while April immediately took shelter and wiped her brow with her bandana before retying it around her head. One of the volunteers led the prayer, and everyone dug in. April took a seat across me and sighed in relief as she ran her cold steel tumbler across her forehead. Cold water feels so good, she exclaimed. It's so hot today, I can't even. I know, it almost feels like it's not January, Alvin said. Are you sure you're okay to be out here? You can stay in the van. Yeah, don't worry. Baby needs to learn to be on the field too, she said, patting her 22-week-old belly lightly. Let me know if you want to go back earlier. I'm totally fine with it, I said to her before I turned to Alvin. Where's Nico? Before Alvin could answer, someone squeezed my shoulder gently. I looked up just as Nico let go and slid into the empty spot beside April. I blinked at this extremely rugged version of him. He sported a beard and his hair was tied up in a small ponytail to keep his bangs away from his eyes. Just two days under the sun and he was already tan, Uneven as usual, because no one really thought of their coloring when they're afield. Hey, French fries. A wave of relief flowed through me from hearing him use that nickname. We hadn't talked much since the fair last week. Our texting continued, but his responses came a little later than usual. I figured it was because we saw each other in the HQ anyway. He felt a little bit distant, but maybe it was because we were both busy me with the Iloilo Phase 2 funding presentation meetings, and him with leading the mission volunteer training with Alvin. How are our new mission volunteers? I asked the boys. Every year, we opened internship applications for people who wanted to volunteer in a bigger capacity but couldn't commit to working full-time. We call them mission volunteers, different from the people who sign up for specific events or programs because they had more responsibilities under the supervision of one of the program managers and received a little allowance. They go through different weekend immersions together for the first month before they were deployed to different groups to give them the necessary experience should they want to apply and work full-time for us. Oh, I like them, Nico answered, glancing at the group of volunteers laughing at the other table. They're a fun group. Anyone I can get for disaster relief? Good luck with that, Alvin said, clucking his tongue. This batch has more females. You may have to tear them away from Nico. April laughed while Nico made a face. Alvin excused himself to join the rest of the volunteers. Are you guys staying for the night? Nico asked me as he filled his plate with food. I shook my head. No, I'm heading back with April later. I have to prepare for my first presentation on Monday. What? You're both leaving me with Alvin? Nico whined, playfully nudging April's arm with his elbow. She glared at him and elbowed him back, but hit the table instead, causing his soda to topple, 
We all jumped to avoid it, but the sticky brown liquid had already spilled all over Nico's gray shirt. Oh shit, I'm so sorry, Nico. April set the glass upright while I grabbed some tissues and started mopping up the mess. Ugh, he'll end up super sticky now. I'm sorry. No, don't worry. It's okay, he replied, looking down his shirt. It's just sugar, and it's not like I'm super clean right now. Like you've ever been clean? April joked. She motioned to his face. Maybe if you cut your hair a little bit. No thanks, mom, Nico replied with a laugh. They started teasing one another as I settled back on my seat, feeling a little twinge of envy as I watched them. It was silly to feel this way, especially since the two of them had known and worked with each other longer than Nico and I had. But didn't he and I act the same way just a few weeks back? I thought of that distant vibe I got from Nico the past few days, and what April told me at the volunteer fair again. What if she was right that he was jealous of James? But again, why would Nico be jealous? And why was I affected? My eyes met Nico's when he glanced at me, and he grinned. My stomach did a little flip. I swallowed and looked away hastily. When lunch was over, I joined April for dishwashing duty. The dishwashing area was just a long wooden table under a hut, with two basins for soaping and rinsing. Beside the table were several drums of water and another table where we put the dry tableware. The area was elevated slightly, overlooking the construction site of the community library, the project for the weekend. The building was almost done, and it looked like the outer walls would be painted before the day ended. So I heard that our boy there was talking about you non-stop this morning, April said as she rinsed the soapy dishes I handed to her. Huh? Which boy? Nico, duh. I looked over to where he was digging a hole for one of the saplings that will be planted in the library's yard. He looked to be focused on his task, but he easily broke into a grin when we heard Alvin singing from the wall behind him. I handed her another plate. Why would he be talking about me? I don't know why he was talking about you, but I think he wants to get to know you better. But he has a girlfriend. April wrinkled her nose. He does? How come he never mentions her? We've talked about so many things, but never about any girlfriend. She put the dishes she rinsed into the plastic box beside her. I shrugged, handing her the last soapy dish. Maybe it was something that he didn't just talk about. Nico was still relatively new to the HQ, so even if everyone knew things about each other, it didn't mean that we knew everything about him. He wasn't even a regular employee yet. After the plates, I turned to the huge pot on the ground beside me, the one that we had used for the rice. It was heavy, thanks to the water I filled it with, to soften the rice residue, so it took me a couple of tries before I could lift it up. Only to almost drop it when I straightened up and saw Nico removing his shirt in front of me. I told you it's going to be sticky, April exclaimed beside me, laughing. Whoa. I took a step back, trying to regain my balance. The water inside the pot swished, spilling over the edge and onto my feet. Nico was beside me in a flash, his hands, rough from the work they had been doing the past few days, closed over mine as he helped me with the pot. Careful, he said softly. His face was so close to mine that I could see the tiny beads of sweat that dotted his nose. My breath caught when our eyes met. Here, let me. I nodded mutely, 
slipping my hands from under his to transfer the pot to him, which was just as well because my knees felt like jelly. It was a miracle that I managed to walk to the other table, where I picked up my tumbler and took a long drink. I glanced at Nico again, just in time to see him heave the pot up the table, the muscles on his back rippling as he moved. Heat rushed to my cheeks, and I knew it wasn't just from afternoon sun. Nico let go of the pot, wiped his brow with his shirt, and turned around to toss it on the dry table. He glanced at me, and a tiny smirk flashed on his face when he caught me staring. I looked away and took another gulp of water. The woe I said earlier wasn't a, whoa, I'm losing my balance, or whoa, why was he undressing in front of me, but really a, whoa, how can Nico be any hotter? Because, whoa. Even April was gaping at Nico. I knew he was pretty fit, but I didn't expect him to be toned due to all the junk food he often ate. Sure, there was a bit of flab around his sides, but actual flabs would be offended at the comparison. Aside from the cross on his left forearm, he also had some text tattooed on his right bicep that I couldn't read from where I was standing, and a tattoo of squiggly lines that looked like the ancient Philippine script across his upper back near the shoulder blades. Said shoulders flexed as he tipped the pot to get rid of the water inside, the tattoos moving along with them. Damn. And I thought James was fit. April caught my eyes, pointed to Nico, and pretended to faint. I choked back a laugh. After another gulp of water, I joined the two of them, carefully avoiding skin contact with Nico. You okay, french fries? He asked. Yes, I'm fine, I answered still trying not to stare at him. Won't they look for you down here? He shook his head. Nah, they can manage. Look. I looked dutifully. True enough, Alvin had taken over the digging while leading everyone to a song that's gone viral the past few weeks. April started humming along, then stopped. Ugh, now that song will be in my head until later. She made a face, making me laugh. Nico stopped scrubbing to wipe his forehead again, and as he did, I finally got to read the tattoo on his arm. It was a Bible verse. Hebrews 11, verse 1, to be exact. My breath hitched in my throat. I knew that verse by heart. Mommy made sure that it was everywhere in my room, since that was where she got my name. Of all of the Bible verses, this had to be the one inked on Nico's skin. I watched the words move with his arm and the space between us suddenly seemed too small, too intimate. He dropped his arm so I couldn't see it anymore, but the image had already burned itself in my mind. Nico was oblivious to how flustered I was as he turned to April. Hey, have you thought about the schedule change we talked about last week? Finally, some work stuff I could focus on. April squinted a little, mentally checking her schedule. Uh... Sorry, Nico, I have a checkup that morning. Why don't you ask Faith? What's up? I asked. Nico turned to me, and I tried to keep my focus on his face, which was really hard. I'm supposed to oversee the medical mission in San Juan that day, but something unavoidable came up. Can you take care of it in the morning until I get back? When is this again? Second week of February. Valentine's week. Okay, I'm game. The swiftness of my reply seemed to have surprised Nico. He glanced at April, then back at me, and finally nodded slowly. 
don't you have your last presentation to do the day before? That's why we didn't ask you. It's fine, it's fine, I said, waving my hand. Really, just tell me what to do and I'll go. You sure? You can skip it if you have somewhere else to be that weekend. I can be there in the afternoon anyway. Maybe one of the new guys can help out instead. I'm totally free that weekend, I insisted. The truth of it slammed into me, forcing me to swallow to get rid of the lump in my throat. I used to have Valentine's weekend blocked. Let me do it. I can take care of it. Great, Nico grinned. It's a date then. Something that felt like an elbow pushed me from behind, making me stumble a little towards Nico. He quickly reached out to catch me, but I held out my hands to balance myself and found myself braced against his bare chest, my palms landing on his broad shoulders. When I looked up, our faces were mere inches away from each other. Oops, April said behind me. Sorry, my elbow was just everywhere. I righted myself and slowly let go. His warm and soapy hands were still on my elbows. Lights danced in his eyes as he asked softly, You okay? Yeah, I nodded, taking a deep breath to calm my racing heart. He released my arms and turned back to the pot, but not before flashing a thumbs-up sign at April. When I looked at her, all she gave me was a casual shrug and a knowing smile. This episode was sponsored by What Kind of Day by Mina V. Esguera. A senator's speechwriter accidentally joins a tour of his own city and through his passionate tour guide gets to experience a new side of Manila on what should have been the worst day of his career. Available on Amazon, Apple Books, Kobo, Google Books, and other retailers worldwide. Keep the Faith by Ana Tejano. Text copyright Ana Tejano. Narrated by Jade Albert. Produced by Tanya Arpa and Mina V. Esguera. Purchase the Keep the Faith ebook and paperback on Amazon now at bit.ly slash keepthefaithbook. Season 3 of the Romance Class podcast features an unabridged audio version of a novel by a Filipino author featuring a Filipino narrator. We do this to make the work of Filipino authors more accessible to more readers and introduce Filipino voices in more ways than one. Help readers find us by leaving a review or a rating in Apple Podcasts. You can listen to the podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or any podcatcher of your choice. You can find the links to subscribe on romancepodcast.com. Subscribe, share, live tweet as you listen. Add hashtag romance class so we can find your reactions and feedback. If you would like to sponsor this podcast, email mina at romancepodcast.com. Find more romance books by Filipino authors on romanceclassbooks.com. <laughs>